Hello and welcome to the racecaller.com tips and trends podcast. I'm your host, Dermot Nolan, and this evening we'll, we'll be previewing the Cheltenham Open meeting, which is on this weekend. And as well as that, we'll have a special second podcast as well for you, where we'll be going through all the jumps action from here until next May, trying to find you some horses to follow and, of course, some dark horses who could pop up at some nice races throughout the season. We also have horses to follow from the likes of Jamie Snowden and Fergal O'Brien, and we'll have a lot more than that as well. So, that second podcast is definitely worth tuning into, but of course, this one is as well. So before I chat to you all evening, we'll go across now to the podcast with me, Dave, and Rob, chatting through all the weekends. John Spirit has come storming through under Richie McLernan, and he loves this hill. John Spirit in front inside the final furlong in the Paddy Power Gold Cup, rallying Kate Burley on the near side. John Spirit, Kate Burley, wearing him down, and it's going to be Okay, and welcome back to the racecaller.com Tips and Trends podcast. I'm your host, Dermot Nolan, and I'm joined this evening by the brilliant tipsters, or whatever we'll call you lads, Dave and Rob. How are you lads? Very good, Jet. Not too bad at all. Absolutely perfect. Okay, so gentlemen, we'll uh, start off now with a massive weekend of racing ahead. Back at Cheltenham, jumps are back. I'm absolutely thrilled about it. And we'll start off, lads, with the Friday, the very first race on this card, and it's the Paddy Power Handicap Chase. It's ran over one mile and seven furlongs. And gentlemen, who do you fancy, starting with Rob? Yeah, Johnny Ogg was one I thought maybe off a low weight that might do well. Um, he won the other day at Stratford by six lengths. He probably isn't up to the class with a lot of these. Like the Levatagan is obviously a talking horse that might be something special. But I thought maybe at 12 to 1 he might sneak into a place. And if he does any better, sure, that's great. Absolutely brilliant, Rob. And Dave? Yeah, similar vein to what Rob just said. Um, Manella present for me, for Neil Mulholland and Noel Feely. Very inexperienced over fences, but still has potential to improve, being by presenting. Um, I think it's only run three or four times over her over fences, um, winning a race at Utoxer last year. But it's still got room to grow in its mark. Still lower than it's what it was rated over hurdles. And he's available around 10 to 1. So each way there for me. And also, I'd just give a shout to Bold Henry. The money's come for it already. And based on its fresh record and its record at this meeting, one here last year in a big handicap similar to this um, he could go well but about 8-1 to one, I can see JP Manis getting his dollars out Absolutely fantastic uh, David seems a very fair assessment of everything I'm a big fan of the clock Leary here Venetia Williams has started this season in absolutely superb form uh, hopefully Liam Trev gets the ride as I think he's an absolutely super jockey but this he was an impressive winner on his chase debut at Oscar 12 months ago now we haven't seen much of him since he only ran once later and that was at Newbury but clearly something was wrong because he hasn't come out since it's an inform yard and as they've proven so far this season they really can ready a winner first time out he's 12 to 1 I thought he was so impressive at Ascot last year that he has to go close in a big race like this he's in the Paddy Power Gold Cup as well but he's one that possibly he more than likely won't get in his mark is too low but that also means that he's well handicapped for a race like this and over this 1 miles and 7 furlongs at Cheltenham will be perfect and 12 to 1 I thought was way way too big as well as that as the favourite has to be mentioned as well Levada Kane Two from two over fences in France. The second this market came open has flew into seven to two. It's a David Pipe horse who they do so well at this meeting. They buy these horses from France. Levada Kane is apparently one that they want to get into the Paddy Power Gold Cup, but his rating is so low that it's hard to see. Um, but if he was to get into that race, he'd have to be feared. But if he runs in this, seven to two could prove to be very, very big. But that's when we move on to the bigger races. But so I fancy the clock Leary anyway at 12 to one. Manella present for me. Johnny Ogie, right. Okay, so let's move on now to one of my favourite types of racing, 
in the National Hunt calendar. I just absolutely love it. I think they're a brilliant race to watch. Having said that, I don't tend to have much joy in it, so maybe we can move on to the lads. Now, somebody who really doesn't like this race, but still has a tip because he's a trooper, is our, is our own uh, Rob. So, Rob, who do you fancy in this? Yeah, as a flat man, I don't have much interest in this, to be honest. Um, any currency was one I thought might be hard to beat. I think he's had a run this season. This, the stable might have this in mind. He's high enough in the weights, but listen, he's got the class to you know, have a few of these. Um, whatever and the Bulges sends over has to be respected as well. You know, he does so well in these type of races. Yeah. But to be honest, I'd say probably even more watch this, to be honest. Absolutely perfect, Rob. That's completely acceptable. Now, I think Dave shares my love affair with races like this. The likes of Balthazar King has done me a solid in, the, in this race in the past. And uh, Rob, who do you fancy? Or <laughs> Dave, apologies. Who do you fancy in this day? You need to start getting my name right. You've been I here really long do, enough. Yeah. I know you're the longest of anyone here as well, which is the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely adore these races. Um, if you're a true racing fan, I think you have to love these races. I think Davy Russell said a something true similar. racing fan. Yeah. yeah. Davy Russell said something similar after winning on um, Revage Dior at, at the festival last year. He's in again here. He'd have to have a good chance given his record around the course. As Rob said, like, Joss's order looks to be end of Bulger's main hope for the festival race um, and he's in here off an absolute featherweight and based on even his hurdles form must have a great chance but the one I'm going to go for is the Gora now this horse probably falls or gets pulled up more you often than it completes fancy the Cheltenham and nab the place late on and you can finish fifth so if you're getting your uh, five places on the race which I was it was an absolute cracking price 40 to 1 ran in the Irish National then and it was a messy out race the Irish National was kind of the start wasn't the best and he got knocked out and was never really travelling but um, it was travelling really well in the punchdown version of this race at the punchdown festival last year and then got hampered badly you think six out and one pace and kept plugging along um, and it actually it fell six out but it was still travelling really well Katie Walsh probably take the ride rolled in this race before she's brilliant yeah. yeah and she's great around this course um, her and Ian are just top class all together and I think he'd have an absolute cracking chance um, hopefully at a big enough each way price and just saying there it's interesting that he's entered in this I don't think he'll win but if they have him right and put his best foot forward his form behind many clouds in the Grand National chase on is he? alright that's, uh, right. that's what they're saying with him because I only know that because I absolutely adore the horse yeah. nearly, nearly won me the National last year so who would you be? Degora Degora each way absolutely perfect I quite like Sire Clonges in this uh, I think he actually gets in off a fair enough weight uh, last season did nothing wrong over these banks uh, sixth in this race and before that he was just over three lengths behind Balthazar King in this very race he gets in here off 11 stone 4 Sam Twiston Davis will be pretty, a small bit of a worry not that I don't rate him as a jockey which I really do it's just this Track course takes course. such uh, it takes such getting as you saw a few years ago remember when like six or seven jockeys took the wrong course it's so easy to do I'd have preferred maybe to have seen an amateur jockey who'd ride these these courses but look when he wins I won't be moaning anyway um, so that's it uh, and as well as that horse we have to mention is the legend that is Uncle Junior he's 14 years old he's won this race twice he's finished second the last two years and he won the corresponding race at the Punchdown Festival lads he could nearly go around on his own at this stage he wouldn't need uh, a jockey he's an absolute hero he's a credit to Patrick at home I think he looks after him as well Like so, um, if he could win this race what age you now 13 14 is he 14 14 if you win this race this year I don't think there'd be a dry eye in the place in the winning ones yard like no. be unbelievable he's ferocious because I mean you have to remember as well 6-7 years ago Willie Mullins not that he wasn't a power 
but he wasn't you know Hurricane Floyd was his first big winner at Cheltenham Uncle Junior was winning races before that you know Uncle Junior was and really has been a flag bearer for that yard and he deserves to be an absolute legend which he is so lads it's a fairly confident Syracloges for me uh, Rob I think you stepped out of this one but you fancy Josie's order and uh, any Dave, cur- sorry any, any, any currency for me any currency for, for Rob sorry and uh, Mr. David Weldon Degora. Degora. Absolutely perfect. Okay, so gentlemen, uh, so that will cover all of Friday's racing, and we'll move on now to the Saturday, where we will just be covering the Paddy Power Gold Cup, but what a race to be covering. We'll take a quick commercial break, first of all. We are looking for the best horse racing tipsters. Some say they are a rare breed, and live in the newspaper, on the radio, and in the TV. We disagree. We think they live among us, hidden in the long grass of everyday life scared to reveal their true selves. So we created Race Caller. A safe haven for these geniuses of the GGs. People that can get inside a horse's head. So far we have found them on the bus, at work, hill walking with a friend, reading in the gym being thrown out of their home. If you find them, do not approach directly. Just follow them from a safe distance on Race Caller. Okay, thanks for coming back to us there. This is again the racecaller.com tips and trends podcast and we'll now be going through the big race of the whole weekend, lads. The Paddy Power Gold Cup this is a race that has been won by some super horses, including Arvik, Exotic Dancer, of course, Imperial Commander, and Alpharoff as well in recent years. And in 2010, Long Run finished third in this very race, en route to winning the Gold Cup. This race really does favour horses aged 5 to 7. I'll go through the racecaller.com trends in just a little bit. But first and foremost, I'll hear from the lads. So, Rob, who did you fancy in this? Yeah, John Spirit was one I thought might be value here. He was second in the race last year, and he won it in 2013. He loves Cheltenham. He comes alive with Cheltenham. Um, he ran well in the Ryanair last year um, behind Uxisandra. And I, th- actually, I th- actually thought he ran really well in King George. He just didn't stay. But, like, I mean, he was in the was the sixth there at the finish were quite well bunched, and I thought he ran really well. Um, he hasn't had an ideal prep, but he was hampered badly in that race at Aintree, and I think 14-1 to 1 looks generous enough. Absolutely perfect, Rob. And Mr. David Weldon. Who is your picks for this? This this always screams of a, a David Weldon race. Yeah, I love these kind of races, um, especially this time of the year. You're taking a lot into consideration as how horses are, how to come out or summer break and how ready they are. But um, there's two for me that I quite like. The first one is a Malcolm Jeff- Jefferson horse by the name of Oscar Rock. It's been very fairly well lightly campaigned for a seven-year-old. It's only had um, 14 runs in its whole career, including... Um, two point to points and it's only ever finished outside the first two once over fence when it fell there last spring fairly well up in the weights 155 rating could be a bit hard to get over in this race but it's a seven year old that has the right age profile um, Malcolm always has his horses spot on for the first time out and it's interesting they're coming to this when they've kind of ignored the top handicap races really um, last spring and the other one for me is a horse it's a bit of a cliff horse for me now which I don't really like but um, boy-wise of Evan Williams it's still so well handicapped and if we just jump around once clear it'd hack up by about a furlong yeah like I remember the first time this horse really came to my eye was um, the festival not last year the year before 
in the big handicap on the first day and it absolutely clattered yeah it clattered the second last and i think it was actually down on its on the bottom of its stomach it was so four-leggedly sprawled and it just absolutely stormed up the hill to finish fourth um or fifth even but you can't say a word about this horse's attitude because it just stays all day and it will keep coming back at you and if paul maloney doesn't do what Paul Maloney does best and keep a horse too far out the back to only get it placed he has an absolute master chance and if he can get it jumping the price will look ridiculous after the race but Oscar Rock will be my main selection just because of boy wise is jumping but the two of them together will be my bets in the race it's absolutely perfect Dave so again this evening we are missing Eugene who is usually on these podcasts unfortunately Eugene is too busy but um, but um, so I'll cover all the all the trends for these big races and the Paddy Power Gold Cup trends are a bit as followed. So horses aged five to seven are favoured in this race. Uh, from ninety-seven runners, there's been eighteen placed and nine winners in the last uh, in the last ten years. And as well as that, none of the nineteen horses aged ten or older um, even placed in the last ten years. Higher weights tend to have a slight advantage with six of the last ten winners carrying ten stone thirteen or more from less than 41% of total runners. John Joe O'Neill has trained two winners and two places over the last 10 years. Nigel Twiston-Davis has had two winners and two places over the last 10 years as well. And Paul Nichols, the same. The David Pipe stable has accounted for four of the last 13 winners of this race, with Martin Pipe taking three and David Pipe taking it once with Great Endeavour back in 2011. But one key trend that I find is very big here is the novice handicap chase that Irish Cavalier won last year that the record of the first seven from that race has produced five places and three winners and this leads me on to my bullish fancy for this race which is Generous Ransom. Generous Ransom is amazingly well in here. Uh, He gets a £15 swing with Irish Cavalier from that festival race last year. You have to remember that he was only three lengths behind Irish Cavalier at the festival after he didn't jump all that cleanly and he hit a bit of traffic problems as well he's a horse that needs to come from the back and he might have maybe got to the front just a little bit too soon so he comes in here he got a pound from irish cavalier that day and lost by three lengths he now gets 15 pounds from that horse he had a brilliant year last year where he won a big race at sandown and as well as that afterwards then he beat irish cavalier over a furlong further in this race in a novice race as well and he was superb that day he needs to come late which does suit this course as well but he really does look massively overlooked by the market. He'll get in here off just 10 stone and 4 pounds. Any rain is a bonus. And 20 to 1 is absolutely huge for Generous Ransom. A horse I rate really highly. I actually napped him for the festival last year. He finished third. And I think he really gets in so well here that 20 to 1 is huge. Absolutely huge. But I don't think I can make that point any more clear, lads, can I? So, lads, I fancy Generous Ransom. Who do you fancy? I think, I think it was generous handsome down <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so, who do you fancy, lads? Uh, John Spear for me. Oscar Rock, my main selection. Would you not be afraid of John Spear's rating? Very high. Very high, but as you said, like um, high ratings seem to don't put, put horses off in this race. And he loves gentlemen. Like, I mean, I, I think it, it, there's two ways of looking at John Spear. He's either very high in the weights or he's a class horse. He, he could, you know, he could. He, I think he could be a fringe horse for Gold Cups and Ryanairs this year. Um, he didn't stay the King George but maybe as he's getting older he might stay better so you know that kind of view I'm taking on he was not good enough to maybe take on those better races last season okay so that's the Saturday covered we'll move on next now just after another quick commercial break and move on then to the Sunday where we will have hopefully 
the return of Sprinter Sacra and the Great Wood Hurdle as well. Horse racing is a social sport with unsocial media. So we created Race Caller, letting you connect and compete with other race fans. You can share tips, find winners, follow top tipsters, follow favourite horses, comment on any horse or race, give thumbs up, give thumbs down, analyse your tipping performance, Share with your friends. Become a racing star. Or just a little bit better at finding winners. Like all good communities, games are at the centre of what we do. These tipping games are free to play and let you decide who's worth listening to and who is not. Some people have said it's like the Twitter bird married a fun-loving horse. We prefer to call it race call. Okay, and thanks very much for coming back to us. Now we'll uh, this is the racecaller.com tips and trends podcast. I'm moving on now to the Sunday of the Epic Car, which is in Cheltenham, and we'll move on now to the Schlor Chase, which is ran over one miles and seven furlongs at Cheltenham. Just in case you think it's not run over two miles, there was a big re- reevaluation of all the distances. It's a load of nonsense. How is it a load of nonsense? Because just extend the race by the extra thing to make it a proper two mile race. Yeah, yeah, Instead of it's putting it back by half and <laughs> for long, the commentator is saying it's one mile seven for long, it's 160 yards. They didn't actually yards. put it back though. Like that was I the know. distance they were running over. I realise yeah. that, but extend it out now. Extend it out at the two miles. Fair enough. Okay. So we'll start off now, lads. It's the return of Sprinter Sacra. What a horse he is. Or he was. Uh, I'm very questionable that he comes back. I think after a horse bleeds like he did, it's very hard to see him come back. Last season, he came back to some bit of of what he was but every time he was pushed up against very good horses the one thing that you could say back to me on that lads is that there, there isn't maybe very very good horses in this race as well so this could be his level this season yeah I'm I'm big on Sprinter Sacra here um, I think this is the time you take him on if he doesn't get it right first time out you leave him alone and he goes away for the rest of the season but 11-4 to 4 now he's after drifting out which probably isn't a good sign knowing the yard and simply Ned's gone favourite but if Sprinter Sacra doesn't win this you might as well throw him out to the shed and to the grass because He's not going to win another race. This race is awful. Like, if it'd be a good handicap without Sprinter Sacra in the race. Absolutely perfect. Okay, so I think that's a fairly bullish reading there for Sprinter Sacra. Now, it isn't the best of races. When you see the likes of Sprinter Sacra, Summers being Mr. Mole at the top of the weights, you kind of know who to take on. I'm quite keen on simply Ned here. Uh, Rob, who would you fancy? Yeah, you've just slagged off the one I fancy, actually. Mr. Mole, um, uh, it's a tricky race. I don't... <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to fancy Sprinter Sacra. I know Dave fancies him, and I can understand why. But like, I couldn't back him because he's getting ten pounds from Mister Mull. Yeah, but Dave, he might—he just might not be. He, if I think there's a combination of factors here, he but he won't be ready. I don't think for the race, and I think that he's not the horse he was. I mean, you're you're taking him on his name, and I'd rather back a horse that could potentially, you know, work into being a, a champion chase horse this year. I know he blew up. I know he blew up last year, and then but Paul Nichols, he's. His record in November is very good. I don't think I could fancy Simply Ned. I think he's um, Mr. Mo is a slightly classier animal, so I'd rather have uh, Mr. Mo. I just think Mr. Mo is a dog. Uh, I think he's a handicapper in pure disguise. It, he won. What race was that last year? He won. Now he was down impressive winning that. He, won a he great, gave away about was that Sandown. He won a great, won a great two last year, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He gave away about fifteen pounds, uh, fifteen lengths at the start. Let them go and caught they, them all at the end. They, Sorry to groove you. Yeah, it was in that race actually. They were they were egg and spoon. 
great at races though like if they were in Ireland everyone would be slagging them off because they'd be three or four runner cantering around fields and twin light probably yeah. <laughs> probably would have won it uh, yeah uh, I see twin light in this uh, I wouldn't fancy him at all he won't run he blew up at the 4-3 it wasn't last weekend yeah no he won't run either. It's actually, it's actually, sorry, it's actually quite interesting. I mean, like you've got a race in the weekend, or even the Clonmel during the week, like, and you've got, you know, a few two mile, nice two mile chases. I mean, a lot of those Irish trainers should be looking at this race because this race has caught up something terrible, and it would have been a lovely little target. Um, something like Maloney or something would have, would have, would have had a great chance in this. They don't but tend to want to travel with that horse at all. Yeah, that it is. doesn't travel well. It doesn't travel well. Yeah, so like they don't tend to want because he, he is very, very good. Mm, very um, good horse. Champagne Fever should be running. Yeah, really sure. Champagne yeah. Fever should be running. Just. Back down to two miles with him. Yeah. Like they should never have tried. Rich Richie's clearly dying for a gold cup horse, but look, we'll get on to that. That's in the following podcast. So just go on to SoundCloud now and you can see that we have a, a second podcast up as well, which is for our, our jumpers to follow, and we'll be taking apart the Rich Richie team this season. Listen to the end of this one first though, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please listen. Um but yeah. so I quite like Simply Ned, all my reasoning is is that he was a very close second last year to Uxie Zandra. If Uxie Zandra ran in this race, he'd win it and uh, was very close behind him he has raced in the same race that he won at Kelso last year before finishing a storming second in this he won again this season and he comes back for this race which has cut up something fierce I think everything else is way too high in the handicaps and I think he gets a nice weight here and I can't I struggle to see him beaten but I've said that a few times now this year and I don't think I've been right once so I will be questionable there but I think Simply Ned is the uh, one of the best of the season for this now, lads, uh, so, lads, I fancy Simply Ned, who's, whose name I've said about 15 times, and Dave... To return the Black Beast, Sprinter Sacra. Sprinter Sacra. And by process of elimination, elimination Mr. Moe. Mr. Moe, absolutely perfect. <laughs> Rob, okay, so, lads, move on to the, the big race, I suppose you could say, on the Sunday. It's a great one, Hurdle. A really, really fantastic race. Uh, Mick Jazz is the favourite for Harry Fry. Arguably, amazingly well handicapped. And Dave, who do you fancy in this? Yeah, Mick Jazz just looks thrown in. Um, he's form behind, I think it was Peace and Co. and top notch last year, and he's only rated 130, um, which just seems amazing. He could have eaten up to 20 pounds in hand um, over hurdles, but I kind of think he'd be a plunge horse in the day, so I'm, I've fought with to kind of ignore him here. Um, the two I quite like is one's Nicky Henderson horse, Days of Heaven. It's high enough in the weights, but it ran in the grade one at novice at Aintree last year at the Grand National meeting it finished about ninth, but it travelled well and it was well back in the day so it left me enough to think that they think highly enough of the horse and the other one is um, Rock the Casbah Phil Hobbs it was a decent enough bumper horse last year sorry decent enough novice hurdler last year um, without being tested at the top level and gets in here of 136 finished second last time out at a good, in a good handicap at Chepstow um, one of the opening meetings of the jump season and it was friendless in the market that day and went off 10 to 1 I think I backed it in the morning to 4 to 1 so um, clearly he wasn't ready and hopefully that run will set it right for this and at 25 to 1 is an absolute massive price that's absolutely perfect Dave as usual a great assessment and uh, Rob yeah Baduri from David Poypiard was the one I've landed on um, very unexposed and was actually sent off 92 favourite for um, an Imperial Cup in Sandown before Cheltenham last March um, he's obviously got ability if he start, started favour for that race my worry is that he hasn't had a prep and I don't know whether they're going to will him to rush him. Um, he's by Vaudenor and they usually make better chasers. Vroom Vroom Mag, Taquan de Sol, Vibrato Valtat. They're all good chasers at the moment and they're all by Vaudenor. So maybe they're going to keep him for a chasing campaign but I think he's quite classy and he could be well in here. Okay, so lads, I'm going to completely 
uh, completely back out of this one I think but I actually like two in this very very much so I like Nabucco first of all gets in here of 10 stone 9 and looked very very good trying to pull himself up but still looked excellent when beating Unanimous and a horse I really like as well in Jolly's Cracked It beat them literally I know it'll say on it about 3 or 4 lengths could have beaten them by about 9 or 10 absolutely danced in I just think very very good and one horse then from left field that I like at 25 to 1 is Dexite he gets in here he's 4 years old um, he qualified for handicaps with 3 respectable runs last season nothing special but his last run is where he went into my tracker he relished the trip back down to this um, and when he made a mistake at the last he cost himself the victory but that was behind T and Transvaal and Karazak which is actually quite decent form Karazak I know he finished his 2nd time and time again Good show. But, but he's still a very useful form stick at 25 to 1 I think he genuinely could be because that, that form actually ties in quite closely with Nabucco as well so I think he'll travel very very well he needs them to go very fast but if there's a day that you'd love him to finally win a race it would be at 25 to 1 in the, uh, in the Great Wood Hurdle but just to get a few trends as well I just don't forget as well that the racecaller.com trends are always completely free of charge up on racecollar.com of course and this race so four and five year olds have won seven of the last 10 of this race in the past 15 years only two winners of this race were aged were age six or older and that was kyber came back in 2009 and rooster booster back in 2002 so they were two arguably very good horses as well so at six years old you will be back in them preference is for higher weights with horses carrying 11 stone four or more have won six of the last 10 uh top weight actually has a very good record in this race having won four of the last 13 and as well as that horses officially rated 140 or better have won six of the last 10 renewals of this race so again it's a tricky race to sum up but there is a few trends there that hopefully will help and don't forget as well that on racecaller.com or the at racecaller twitter page we'll have all those trends completely free of charge up for you to view Okay, so gentlemen, so I'm Nabucco, and uh, I quite like that deck side each way as well, at 25 to 1. What did you say to me off here about juvenile herders coming into this kind of season? They're all well handicapped, in inverted commas. I never once said the phrase well handicapped there that day, did I? <laughs> just Dermot. <laughs> I don't think I actually said just well handicapped that day, did I? On Nabucco there, would you be worried about the hill? Because, I mean, he did pull himself up a little bit at Ascot, and and if he hits that hill and I mean like I, I, I was going to fancy him as well but I, somewhere different like somewhere like Nahaydock or something like that I fancy him but it is I've been sick of taking on John Forkins and Horses this season because I genuinely yeah. think that yard has turned a big corner the bottom out they, they, they don't though, man. One, one day he'll have um, a champion hurdle horse yeah, this year. I mean that Pinglai Pavilion yeah. was in the arc and was brilliant coming up the hill Nabucco pulled himself up but Aiden Coleman wasn't all that tough on him either he, he, he let him do what he wanted at the finish I genuinely think that this yard has a big year but if I actually had to go one over the other I would go for that deck side uh, at 25 just because you know of the prices obviously Very and Dave um, yeah I was quite sweet on Days of Heaven um, I think it could be a class horse in the race it could be um, that sign of, similar to that sign of a victory who won a handicap this time of year last year um, and was kind of a, a group a great graded horse in disguise oh, Days of Heaven Days of Heaven that's absolutely perfect and uh, Rob? Yeah, Baduri, and maybe look out for him as an office chaser as well. Okay, so that's, that's absolutely perfect. That seems to be all the big races covered. Is there any other horses you're looking forward to, and what is your nap of the week, Rob? Bacchuson is entered in a juvenile hurdle race there, or novice hurdle race, um, on the Friday, I believe. So I'd like to see him if he's trained on from the summer. Um, other than that, I think my nap would probably be Baduri in the Greatwood. 
absolutely perfect um i actually really like um ocean as well as a horse that's running in the triumph hurdle trial on a saturday morning he's a horse in the alan king stable i think he's looked very very smart so far so ocean is one i'm really looking forward to apart from that i just i can't wait for every race really i love the amateurs um handicap chasing the friday evening actually as well i haven't picked out a horse for that just yet really is a cracking race and my nap of the whole weekend will be generous ransom at 20 to 1 i think it's the each way bargain of the season and 20 to 1 is way too big and uh dave yeah one to look out for is in the i think it's the article trial on the sunday it's um guard of victoire um from philip hobsard it won its first run over fences um very impressively yeah very very impressively it's about six to five so it's not one to be kind of um, not like you to go for a favorite dave it's not that's how keen i am on this i'd be getting my i'm writing that down now dave i'll be getting my nuts out <laughs> he does every now and then in fairness so when, he, when he's bullish about a favorite he is bullish about a favorite um okay so gentlemen that's absolutely everything don't forget first and foremost we will have a festival game on racecaller.com where you can win hundreds of pounds of free prizes and again of course it's completely free of charge we'll also have a pick six game on saturday where you can win £2,500. And again, of course, it's completely free of charge to enter on racecaller.com. Lads, thanks very much for joining me. I'll, I'll see you in a few minutes for the second podcast anyway. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lads, and have a great weekend. Thank you very much. We are looking for the best horse racing tipsters. Some say they are a rare breed and live in the newspaper, on the radio, and in the TV. We disagree. We think they live among us hidden in the long grass of everyday life, scared to reveal their true selves. So we created Race Caller. A safe haven for these geniuses of the GGs. People that can get inside a horse's head. So far we have found them. On the bus. At work. Hill walking with a friend. Reading. In the gym being thrown out of their home. If you find them, do not approach directly. Just follow them from a safe distance on Race Caller.